0: Welcome to Animation in Progress, the Devils, Angels, and Dating podcast. This is a CG animated short musical created with the talents of an online community of artists from around the world. In this podcast, the director, Michael Kaywood chats to team member Andy Stopford about his work on the project. Michael also gives us a guide to the best practices on the website, and finally, a status update of the project. Enjoy the podcast. Right, so I'm here with Andy Stops, that's right, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's me, me Monica for um, filling in forms on the net, yeah.
0: Yes, so how would you describe yourself, uh, because you, you've come on board kind of as a, uh, in some ways a bit of a generalist, you've been doing a lot of different things for us.
1: Yes, I think so, yes, um, as as we were discussing just now, uh, Maya I'm not particularly familiar with, but um, that also kind of means that... That sort of all aspects of it, I've got an equal level of unfamiliarity, so I can give them a go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the thing, a I, I, I don't do programming, I don't do any of that, that, that sort of thing. So, but kind of the rest no, of well,
0: I, I'm not uh, particularly big on that stuff either, but we, fortunately, we've got a few um, tech heads out there that uh, don't seem to mind doing a little bit of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: uh, if there are more of them, we'll have them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, how did you find out about the uh, project in the first place, then?
1: Um, it was mentioned on uh, the Pigeon Impossible blog, um, which I'd I'd sort of I hadn't heard that long before before he actually the, the, that was actually completed that I heard about it and I was thought wow, that's kind of an interesting sort of thing to get involved in but that was of course was coming to its its completion mm. but then he he mentioned uh, you and gave a link to Devils Angels and Dating so I th- thought I'd I'd check that out and. Cool. Uh,
0: I shall have to thank Lucas for that one then. <laughs> yeah. So have you ever been involved in making a short animated film like this before?
1: Um, I've only done it as a one-man show. Um, mm-hmm. I've made a couple myself. Um, was nice. this...
0: Um, at what stage are we talking about? When you're a student or when you're, uh, you're on the side?
1: <laughs> just, just um, yeah, just sort of like... Uh, well, one of, them, one of them was a student thing, actually. It was... Um, i did a art foundation course um and for my final project thing i decided to do an ambi- an animation which was uh <laughs> a bit ambitious given that we'd only got 12 weeks to do it in
0: that's oh, right yes
1: <laughs> we actually managed to get it together a feat of probably never to be repeated um organization <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and the the other one that was just um just a first go sort of thing at doing at doing this um i'm working on another as well at, now that's a, again is sort of a one-man show apart from involving a, a muso friend or two hmm. um so how
0: you think how are you thinking about running that one are, 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 you, are you implying that you're going to try and get a couple of your mates on board as well though
1: um yes i've got um Friend, who's he? He's I've done this with him before, with with one of the previous ones, Mm. to do do a bit of music and to do the dialogue for one of the characters. Um, But uh, all the the 3D stuff, I'm I'm doing myself on that. I assume
0: Uh, you you do it in exercise, I presume.
1: Yes, I'm doing that in exercise, which is uh, I find much the easiest. Mm. Um,
0: Are, Are you going to animate it yourself as well?
1: yes yes i'm gonna uh gonna bite the bullet with that one mm.
0: i was just gonna say because um one of the things was obviously um actually one of the reasons for going for Maya is what apart from being more familiar with it myself was just that it's easier to find other animators who will work in Maya. not so yeah. easy to find animators in exercise I, I have to mention <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes yes it would seem I mean, like it's, it's um you know, not so many people use it, really, unfortunately. It, it
0: is growing in in use, though. So uh, you, you'd find more than Lucas did, but he was saying that one of his biggest problems was just not being able to get animators. Um, so he he did get some, um, but he had to do an awful lot of it himself um, yeah. because it wasn't as common back then.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, now that um, it's owned by, by Autodesk, then they'll probably be pushing it a bit harder. And, uh, mm.
0: Well, more and more studios I've gone to have used it, so I, I guess you will find other people as you go along. Anyway, so um, what kind of stuff interested you about the project? What, what caught your eye when you first looked at it?
1: Um, one, that, that it was it was different from the sort of style that I would choose myself. It's, it's a lot more sort of. St- the, i got the impression that the sort of general look and everything was going to be a lot more stylized, hmm. whereas I, I tend to, to sort of um, go for the, the the realistic look, and hmm. you know, uh, which is you know sort of okay and all that. But I thought it'd be kind of interesting to do something that was different, hmm. and to be sort of forced to do something that was different because it's because it's someone else's.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> Project yeah, I things. have to admit, I, I never strive for realism because it's too hard and it's not nearly interesting enough. I, I always want to go for something stylized. But in this particular case, I was aiming for something that was so stylized that um, it would be int- that people would want to click on it, um, if mm-hmm. it if they only saw a thumbnail. So that was what I was striving for, <clears throat> and it just meant that it kind of loads of different aspects of it had to be really, really unique. And uh, and I'm quite pleased with how it's come together actually.
1: Yes, it's coming along, his no sense. Uh, yeah,
0: there's some really nice, fantastic elements. Um, some of the stuff that Andy's been doing for us is, I mean, I think one of the first big tasks he took on was uh, t- t- kind of finishing off the model and, and texturing the chairs, uh, yes. which, which in themselves is kind of a strange design, but it's a nice centrepiece, actually, um, for the whole set. And then he's taken on the uh, holographic sphere, which I have to admit for some time was... It was, I had it in my head and I kind of knew roughly what I wanted it to look like, but it was not easy to explain to everybody else. <laughs> and I was so pleased when Andy took it on and started coming out with these really cool tests in XSI. And it was just like, yes, that's it sort of thing, because um, I, I was a, a bit paranoid for a while that I was, no one was going to want to take on this thing because no one had a clue what we were aiming for and i think there's still a certain amount of ambiguity about what it's all about and uh, i know in the ne- next version of the animatic i'm planning to previs out how the peeps and the holograms and things move around in it so that it becomes a bit clearer to everyone but what were your thoughts about it when you were sort of first trying to take it on
1: i had a sort of idea as to how to to achieve the the because right from the beginning you specified you wanted a sort of like, like the sort of drop off transparency effect on the edges mm. I kind of got an idea of how to do that, um, so that gave me something to sort of work on. But I, I knew that there, I felt there should, there had to be stuff going on inside it, mm. and it was actually quite difficult to to, to mm. make it, make the transparency and so on work, but also to make it look like it was three dimensional. It was the, the stuff that was moving around inside it was three dimensional, rather than being kind of projected onto the surface. Mm. And that took quite a long time. I, th- I think it it seems to be working now, mm-hmm. um, which uh, which is good. Also, there was the, the, the figuring out how to do the, the power splodges. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was just interesting, coming up, trying to communicate between each other what we were talking about. In the end, it was just like, I can't think of a good word for this. Does... Power splodge, is that kind of what we're looking for?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was calling them splats for quite a long time just on the... On the yeah. <laughs> that's um...
0: because that's kind of what they looked like in my sketches, wasn't it? And um, yeah. I, I knew somehow they wanted to be... I, I guess when I was doodling that, I in my mind I was thinking, this sphere is kind of a representation of Earth. And t- it's having that sort of surface detailing would give you a vague sort of subliminal impression of um, islands and things so that oh. it wasn't just, um, say, the sphere from the end of Star Wars. Um, and when well, I kind of put the splats down, then I start, thought, well, let's make the splats localised to those cables that we were plugging into it, they, that sort of techie element of it. And then you came up with the idea, I think, of, of having them moving as well, which just sort of multiplied the complexity a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I did wonder whether that was a good idea to mention that. <laughs> so, but I think it, it does sort of it does sort of work now, I think, um, yeah, it the, does, the yeah. animation.
0: I, I think we're going to have a, a, an interesting challenge putting all the different elements together, especially all those glows and things. I think you sort of said a few times you suspect it might need to be, the glows might need to be comped, and I have a funny feeling you could be right when we come to the final thing, but um, I've got some tests to do on that one yet, so we'll work that one out as we go along.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sort of convenient just to do them within Maya, just just to check them out, but, but as, as I say, I suspect once they're all combined, mm. then it, it'll just be too difficult to handle if they're, if they're not done separately.
0: Yeah. So overall, on the on, what's challenged you the most?
1: Uh, Maya. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> just, just generally, just generally, um, sort of its workflow isn't always the most obvious, and so I've had to do a lot of paging through the the, the manual trying to figure out uh, where is this and how do you do that and so on. Hmm. Um, you know, and you kind of know that, that it can do it all really, but actually tracking down how to do it. So I think that's <gasps> it's it's Actually, that's been more difficult translating what I kind of know mm. that I want to do into mm. into mm. the Maya workflow and the Maya where it does things, mm. rather than actually doing the things themselves, which is why I've been doing this thing of sort of like testing the ideas out in XSI and mm. then having to try and re- recreate them in, in, in Maya. Um, mm.
0: Interesting. I mean, w- when I first took on Maya, um, I'd used 3D Studio Max a little bit. Um, but not nearly enough to have any particularly good workflow. I didn't know how to do everything in Max before I switched to Maya. So I think, in many ways, really, learning Maya was, I was learning it from the ground up, and it's just become my natural workflow now because it's the first one I really knew well, sort of thing.
1: I think that counts for a lot, really. yes. it does. So, yeah, and and yeah. then when
0: you switch to something else, I've tried out Exercise as well. And um, as soon, actually, the biggest thing for me was just being able to change all the keys to Maya keys. the yes. F- First, <laughs> first version of Exercise uh, I tried, they'd only kind of halfway done it. And it was really annoying because every now and again you go to a different window and navigation would change. Yeah. Uh, and that would just be, I'd be ripping my hair out over silly things like that. Um, a couple yeah. of a couple of versions later, they'd fixed that, and um, it was almost exactly the same. And suddenly, the only difference was that menus were in a different place. And that's actually not too bad. Um, okay, now, admittedly, though, I was only animating, though, so... Um, when all you've got is menus in a different place but you're you're basically using the graph editor and moving controls around it's not too bad Uh, it's when you come it's when you come to all the techie stuff like you know all the texturing and the modeling and all this kind of stuff so what you've been doing is uh, quite impressive to make the switch
1: yes yes it's been been i'm sort of getting the hang of it now and sort of getting used to where where you can find things and and so on but uh, yeah
0: Mm. so uh, what sort of things are you looking forward to working on what sort of stuff would you want to be doing after to the things that you're currently working on,
1: um, I would I would guess the sort of lighting and shading sort of things because animation I'm you know I'm not particularly good at I haven't really done very much mm-hmm. uh, sort of character animation so I I, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't care to put myself forward to do that mm-hmm. um, but uh, yes yeah, so I think yeah so the, like the lighting bits maybe the the sort of compositing sort of sort of aspect of things.
0: Well, you're definitely very talented with the shaders and things because you've been coming up with some really cool, quite imaginative stuff.
1: <laughs> I've been, I've started work on the um, on the, the character. Oh, yeah. Doing the, the sort of trying to get at it, the edge glow thing with that, which is with a combined compositing sort of like, like workflow. That's sort of like on its way, I think. Um, yes.
0: Um, Just to explain that to people, is uh, basically, the look of the characters has always been envisaged as that they're a little bit ghost-like, in that they're not necessarily just this solid thing, and that's to help them have a unique look. Um, So they can be a little bit glowy, they can be a little bit transparent, but the trick is to not just make it look flat transparent and, you know, even glow. So um, when I was originally doing Photoshop of it, I was trying to work out how the transparency would be different across the uh, the thicker parts of the character and so forth. And we've been doing some compositing tests. A few people have had uh, done some experiments, and um, we're kind of kind coming to the conclusion I think that it's going to be a bit of a mix of uh, compositing and three um, D tricks. And Andy's done did some stuff a while ago where um, the devil had a sort of drop off around the outer edges where the edge of the character is looking away from the camera it had its problems but it was also a pretty good starting point and um, he's just following through on that now and hopefully we're going to come up with some sort of shader that we can apply to some of the characters and things so how's that looking now
1: um it's it's looking promising um i think the the one of the problems with doing it is actually when you've got the transparency on them is not actually seeing the back Yes, as it were, because that actually looks distracting and, and not, not at all what you want and and um, did sort of manage to, to eliminate that problem with the sphere. So I'm going to try that the same approach with with the characters. So, um,
0: cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Is that the sort of thing that we can just kind of drop on to existing shaders?
1: Yes, I think think that should be um, should fingers, be fingers crossed um it's it's not going to be sort of vastly different from what what's already there it's just a question of of adding on Mm -hmm. bits onto the existing shaders and
0: working out how we're going to do the comp with it
1: (laughs) yes yeah well as as i say that's sort of like i'm kind of doing that in parallel to make Mm -hmm. sure that it's kind of going to work
0: oh so what do you use to composite with then
1: Again, I actually found quite convenient to use um, the the compositor that's built into XSI.
0: Oh, right, but, okay, yes. <laughs>
1: which I wouldn't actually sort of particularly suggest, you know, it's it's actually getting, getting a bit sort of old-fashioned and so on. Things like glows actually don't work all that well in it, mm. but it's, it just happens to be convenient. Um, and I think sort of like Fusion or Nuke are probably, like, you know, mm. a lot better for actually...
0: Yeah, I've used uh, Digital Fusion a bit, but I have to admit it's a lot harder to find other people with the expertise in that one. Um, So I have a feeling we're probably going to more likely lean on After Effects, which I haven't used as much, but I'll teach myself a bit because um, the rest of the team are more
1: familiar with that one. Uh, That's (laughs) one that I haven't used for for a few years. I I used it for, for the first two animations I made. Mm. Um, and then I discovered about these, these node-based compositors and didn't bother with After Effects after that, so I thought. the uh, the uh, um,
0: I might still know. do a, a little bit of digital fusion stuff for specific shots, but I was just thinking for General Joe, uh, this is an average shot, and just to get the characters comped on kind of thing, I would probably do it with After Effects, but uh, things might change. It depends exactly on uh, how the tests work out. Yeah. How, so, how do you feel about the um, collaborative team setup and the online website and everything? And how's that been working for you?
1: Um, seems seems to work well once got used to the idea of where things were mm. um, and where to you know sort of post things and so on. Yeah, I think you know it seems seems to work well and people seem to you know seem to get the hang of it fairly fairly quickly.
0: What, uh, have, been, what have been the challenges for you? Because you've been on it a while now and it has been evolving as it's gone along.
1: Yes, at first I, I didn't know where to find things and where to, especially if you wanted to look back to um, look for the, you know, the concept art for the sphere or whatever, mm. it, was, it took a little finding at first.
0: Yeah, unfortunately they don't give us uh, the perfect tools for sorting the pictures well. We do actually have albums, um, but uh, it's this very well hidden button. <laughs> that yes. uh, most people are not drawn to when they come onto the website unfortunately. Um, so uh, yeah it's not easy to group things like that. It would be nice if there was a, like a little tag thing or something where um, people could see it to the side of any picture what album they were in and do you want to have a look at a different album or something like that.
1: Yes but, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it could be a bit more helpful with, with, with regard to that sort of thing but, but I mean it's, it's okay.
0: Uh, it does the job. I mean, the thing is, though, it was originally designed more as a social network, so it's basically trying to replicate Facebook. So uh, it it does all its tools and things are set up to do that. And the the downside, of course, is that as we go along, each time they kind of rethink things. Oh Facebook's just done this we should do this um their emphasis is always towards this social network kind of thing and sometimes it doesn't necessarily benefit our setup
1: <laughs> yeah yes yeah, I, I had got the impression from it yeah mm-hmm. um unfortunately i think that it's kind of the only things that would actually be more sort of like sort of uh, specific for for doing this kind of thing, um, they're, they're too specialist and too complicated. You know, the, the stuff mm. that studios use for for managing. Um...
0: Yeah, well, we were um, con- contemplating a few different things. The other thing, obviously, we considered was a fairly plain-looking forum. But in hindsight, I'm glad we went with this because it's a lot more visual. You get to see images constantly brought to that front page so you can see when put somebody's put something new and visual in there and videos are brought forward as well and there's more of an emphasis on the team members as well um, so that they're not just long threads of text um, yeah
1: that's uh, that would be sort of a, a bit much I think if it was like mm, that mm.
0: and I, I know some people do do it that way and and it's fine when you're already a team member but it doesn't actually make it approachable as a new team member coming to it yeah yeah. Um, so, what what other projects are you working on? Is there anything you can tell us about?
1: Well, I'm wor- working on my own short, sort of six minute ish <laughs> solo so Oh no, which,
0: oh, no. Which... he's already planning it for it to be six minutes. That means it'll be fifteen by the time you're finished.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's well, I've got, I've got kind of got the story worked out now, so I think it's probably it's going to be under ten anyway. <laughs> of, yeah. I'm sort of like looking at. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, sort of three years' time or so might be looking towards a completion date on that. But that I'm actually not rushing with at all. It's kind of like, uh, as much as anything, it's the process of doing it rather than the actual.
0: Mm. No, I mean, I wasn't rushing when I was starting. I probably did, was tinkering with this story idea and some sketches and things for a couple of years before I really launched it online and started building a team for it. But it's funny how just trying to pare it down to something short and achievable is the biggest challenge. Um, <laughs> you you end up writing so many drafts, and you go, "Oh, this would be cool," and you put this in, and this in, and you expand the characters. And next thing you know, you've got an epic on your hands.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, and I've, I've, I think as well, if you if you don't hurry too much, then you can you can sort of develop the story better because I, I don't know for me at least it you know it doesn't sort of pop into my head fully formed, it takes quite a long time to sort of think well how am I going to get round that particular sort of plot mm. necessity and you know you can't, you can't really sort of just drag these things up they just have to appear. No, well.
0: well there are kind of three pro- approaches I had which was um, one you can get really good feedback um, if you happen to know the right kind of people who are good at analyzing this kind of stuff, two you can go through all the script writing books and read all the formulas and things. And I find those very helpful for ripping apart your story structure and everything. And three is just time and walking mm-hmm. away from it, getting a fresh head and then coming back to it. And yeah. funnily enough, that that is in many ways one of the most effective things you can do. Um, I mean, even just during this year, because um, whilst I've been trying to supervise all of the uh, bringing all the assets and things together, it has sometimes slowed me down in the, polishing of the animatic that I'd planned to do um, but on the plus side it's meant that I've come back to that animatic and I've had a good few weeks before I've really had a good look at it and I'll go oh right okay and I'll write a whole bunch of notes in fact I've just done that and, my, and the next version will probably have quite a few story tweaks to improve on things because I hadn't really get, had a good look at it for a good few weeks now. Yes
1: yes I, I've, I've in the past I've made the mistake of being sort of too locked into right this has got to be done Sort of like straight away in this order, mm. and then you can easily sort of find that you've at the end of it you've actually forgotten about the the audience really. So there are bits that aren't really comprehensible. You haven't figured out how to tell the story the right way, and so on. Mm. I think it's uh, good to step away from it from a bit for a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, Andy, where can people find your work then?
1: Um, I uh, the best one is probably on Vimeo. Um, I if um, you search for Andy Stops with two P's then I've got uh, a page on there with the stuff that I've previously done um,
0: and, and you're p- getting yourself together a LinkedIn profile are you? <laughs> um, yeah
1: um, yes yeah, so I've got to sort of um, <clears throat> rewrite that Um <laughs> No, that is a, a, slightly, slightly intimidating about thinking of some things to put on it. It's uh...
0: I have found it so useful though, I have to admit. Um, it went kind of ballistic, um, I don't know, must have been about three, four years ago. Suddenly everybody was jumping on it and it's so good for finding people, getting in touch with people, seeing what people have done before, seeing who's worked with who before and all this kind of stuff. I found it very useful. So uh, that's well worth following up on that one. (laughs) Anyway, um, I think we're going to wrap up there because I I can't make this too long. Um, So uh, thank you very much, Andy.
1: Okay, Uh, thank you.
0: I thought I'd take this opportunity to uh, give a little bit of a guide to collaborating on the website. Uh, So from the top, first one is uh, when you sign up, use your real name. Uh, This is kind of a professional mini online studio, so we want to be working with people's actual names. Then post a real photograph of yourself, because working with avatars and uh, or no picture at all, isn't really that helpful. It's okay but it it doesn't give you an identity and funnily enough when everybody's posting with a real picture of themselves next to it it feels that little bit more like you're really talking to that person you get to know them a little bit more and you remember when they post and you get familiar with what they're good at and and what works for them and everything like that so a real photograph really does help and it brings a sort of friendlier approach to the project as well and makes everyone stand by what they say as well because if somebody comes on there and just starts posting behind hidden behind an avatar and not using their real name you kinda know they're not going to take it seriously and that they might might not be as respectful for others so um, we aim basically to try and represent ourselves and stand by what we say next step is to fill out your profile and tick the appropriate boxes so that everybody knows what you're interested in working on and what you're capable of um, post links to your work um, if you haven't posted links to your work already in your profile chances are you're never going to hear from us because uh, when it comes to looking for the right talent to see who's signed up in that area of interest if you haven't posted your work um, well it's hard work for us it means we're going to have to at best Start hunting for your name on LinkedIn or something like that to try and find your work. And if it takes more work for us to figure out who you are and what you're capable of, then chances are we'll just move on to the next guy. So post your work. Uh, That means your showreel, your website, your galleries, whatever it is. And there's appropriate sections for all of that. Uh, Then there's a thread called register your interest here. Uh, go to that and write a little blurb basically just it's just a one long thread of people who have arrived on the site and telling us what they're interested in and what kind of stuff they want to work on. Ideally, you could tell us a little bit about what your circumstances are if you don't mind discussing them, like, oh, I'm between jobs, I've got a, uh, a bit of time, I'd like to work on something, to, to give us some sort of idea of who you are and, and where you would fit in best into the project. Because people that, um, we have quite a few people who haven't actually filled out the that section, and the downside is it. It gives us no idea of your personality and who you are and what you represent and at best all I can do is contact you at some point and say, are you interested in this and I don't have the faintest clue um, whether you're serious or not or what your circumstances are. So fill out that little section, it gives us an idea of your personality and very importantly it also gives us an idea of how well you can communicate because the people that can communicate clearly in the written word on the website are the people that are most productive. So, if you haven't posted anything, that kind of suggests in some cases that some people, uh, perhaps their English isn't very good, and for all I know, you can't uh, understand most of what's being said on the forum. So, if you at least write in the little register your interest section, then that tells us that you can understand English and that you can uh, communicate your ideas clearly. Uh, Right, then feel free I would suggest to get involved in the comments and forums just like any other forum you know support people say what you like what you don't like Um if you just sign up and don't start getting involved it's a little bit um, it doesn't really show a lot of personality and it doesn't show that you're you really desperately want to get involved or anything and if but the people that get involved straight away and start showing their interest in other people's work um, everyone's m- immediately wants to start working with those people. Um, so it just shows that extra level of enthusiasm. Um, then I would suggest you check the jobs page for tasks so that you've got an idea of um, what we're currently working on and you could perhaps then come and talk to me and tell me what you're interested in working on and we can discuss it. Uh, and when I give you an assignment, um, post updates often. Uh, That means don't disappear and never come back uh, for a long period of time while you're working on something because I don't, especially with new people, I really don't know whether you're working on something or not. If you've accepted an assignment and then you don't post for a month... I'm probably more likely than not just going to assume that you've given up on the idea and you're not going to do anything and I've gotten to the point now where if someone hasn't posted for a while after they've accepted their first assignment I have to assume that that assignment is still available to be assigned to somebody else so I no longer put um, people's names against them when they don't start posting updates so if you just post updates regularly just say oh I'm doing this or I'm having a bit of trouble with this any thoughts on this you know ask me questions that kind of thing start a thread or post pictures of it whatever um, that shows that you're actively doing it and then I'm more than happy to start putting your name against that assignment so that nobody else takes that assignment so anyway post images in the image section that's <laughs> uh, a lot of people have actually been just posting images in a particular in a thread that they've started or somebody started. And the trouble with that is that the images don't show up in the gallery or on the front page, and they can't be linked directly to very easily either. So if you post your image in the image section in a unique new upload, then it's easy for everyone to uh, reference that specific image and say it needs to look like this. Or can you go and make it look more like that and so forth and those images also get um, populated out to slideshows that are used on other websites and they appear on the front page and they appear in the gallery and it just means that an image in the image section gallery automatically gets a lot more exposure and more people see it and it shows up in the thread which gets pushed out to other things like Facebook as well so the same goes for videos as well put the videos in the video section if you can even if you've got a QuickTime and you know that people want to be able to view that QuickTime rather than the Flash file or whatever that appears in the video section, just post both. Put um, put it into the video section so that it can put it into the gallery easily, and then maybe put a link to the QuickTime as well underneath in the same um, post. Right. Then as you go along, write good notes alongside your posts. So when you put an image up or a video, write some notes about what your problems were. What where you are with that thing, whether you finish with it, whether you're just kind of getting started with it. Because in a lot of cases, when somebody posts just an image of something, we're all sat there thinking, uh, does he think he's finished with it? Or is there still more work to be done? Uh, We haven't a clue, basically. Uh, So if you post some notes, say where you are with it, um, ask questions about what the next stage is. I mean, are you posting it for feedback? Are you posting it just to show that you're working on it? Are you posting on it because you've you think you have finished with it? These are all things that are worth knowing, so that we know how to respond to you, because we don't want to offend you by saying, um, uh, "Can you make this change and this change?" If you think you've just posted it and you're finished with it, for all I know, you've posted it uh, and you're about to start your next job and you haven't got any more time to work on the project. But then we go and post a whole thing of a whole bunch of changes that um, we'd like you to make, and it, then we never hear from you again and that's not very productive whereas if you posted notes saying "Um, this is everything I've had time to work on I have to move on to my next thing that's really useful because we can say oh thank you Uh, can you just give us the uploaded files and we can take it from here or something like that Um, then obviously upload versions of the files as you go if you're on our shared file system then great start dropping versions of files as you go Uh, label those files clearly and put a version number. When I say a version number I mean it's got to be higher than the last one. So if say I've put a version up there and it's version one then you put one up and say it's version two and then if I make a change to it again it becomes version three and so forth. Uh, it doesn't really help to keep using the same number over and over. It's That's pointless. Um, then at the end of that put your initials so that we know who worked on the file last and Uh, change the change the previous person's initials to your initials so I tend to put MC on the end of a file and if uh, your somebody else put your initials on the end of the file and it just gives us a bit of an idea because say for example you're posting uh, a lighting rig and you if all you do is label it as new rig adjusted blah 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 this kind of thing it doesn't really mean anything. sticking the word new in is pointless anyway because it becomes not new a few versions later and um, if you at least put a version number and your initials in it I'll f- immediately know oh that person worked on it and then when you posted pictures in the gallery I'll know that, that it's meant to look like that whereas if you didn't say put your initials in it then that means that I ha- I don't know who worked on it I don't know whose version of this is I don't know how New or up to date it is. At best, I start guessing. I look at uh, the dates of the files, and sometimes that's not necessarily a clear idea when lots of people are posting new stuff in there all the time. Then, when you've got your, when you do upload a file like that, make sure that you post into the forum somewhere logical, so that we actually know you've done an upload. Because it's a, a lot of the time there's new stuff going into our file sharing system all the time, and it's just because people are working on things, but they haven't finished with it and they're not ready to necessarily show something straight away, but if you do want your work to be reviewed, make sure you post on the forum, even if it's just a quick note to say, I've done this, I've uploaded this file, uh, what do you think? Um, Ideally, if it's something visual, show us a picture, because it's much faster to uh, review a picture than it is to start opening wire files. Um, Anyway, then once you've done that, be open to feedback, and then when you get feedback, respond with your thoughts to that feedback, so we get A sort of a dialogue going. Um, If for any reason you need to slow down with your work or you need to stop because you have a a job that's taken over or or personal issues or anything like that, then post a blog, tell us, um, tell me personally if you need to. Just give us an idea so that you don't uh, just disappear from the forum when people are relying on um, things that you're working on. And then if you're absent for a while but you still want to be involved later on in the project, stay in touch, you know pop back to the forum, post some feedback from time to time maybe say in your blog um, or or just write to me and and let me know that you're still interested in things because often what happens is that somebody will get all excited when they first come to a project they'll do a little bit and then they'll um, not come back for a while and those people I don't know are whether they've lost interest or whether they still want to get involved at a later stage when it gets to a certain part of the production so uh, follow most of those rules and uh, you will be in good shape and uh, we'll all be <laughs> able to uh, understand each other clearly. Thanks. Devils,
1: angels, and sweet, do, do, do.
0: Okay, it's time for a quick update. Uh, since the last podcast, we've had quite a few things um, getting finished off. Um, just I'm going to whiz down a quick list here. First of all, I did an update of the teaser trailer so that we know roughly what shots uh, are most likely to appear in the teaser trailer. So that's up there. Ishkanda did some great work finishing off the God Rays. Um, I'm going to have to check those out soon. Uh, then we had the uh, a lot of progress done on the Death and Devil rigs. Um, I'm just actually spending a bit of time working on the Devil rigs at the moment, um, trying to get those finished and ready for character animation. Uh, Then the demon hand rig got finished. Steve did a great job on that one. Uh, Then we have an updated animatic, as we always do. That's constantly being evolved, and I would really like to encourage people to uh, give feedback on that. Uh, We introduced the new idea of um, some of the characters having wings during certain special effects sequences. So there's a new section in the animatic now that shows uh, death sprouting these sort of effects wings and it just kind of gives a focal point to the effects so that we're not just pixie dust and beams of light, um, it gives us a bit more of a design to the what we can do with the effect, uh, so there's some nice artwork up there about that then uh, the song slice, the little test piece we were doing got finished off basically we had a nice big recording session and we got Devil and Death's parts recorded and a a good respectable mix done of those and some backing music to go along with it so we've got this nice little five to ten second section uh, that we can actually animate to now Uh, we also had uh, Noel Come on board. Who did some really good sound effects work, and uh, we were sort of going along a little bit slowly with the sound effects. So uh, it was time to sort of push the boat out there and try and get some stuff done. I did a little bit myself, uh, but Noel did some much better work, and so I've let him completely replace my stuff. Uh, We also had some work done on all the props for the main characters. I decided that it was fairly important to have the uh, signature prop for each character available so that it was always in the set somewhere to remind us who the characters were a little bit. So we've got the scythe for death, the pitchfork for devil and the bow for cupid. And those were all polished up a little bit, brought together so that they actually kind of have a similar sort of look to them. And then a strap was made, a sort of holographic strap that fits them to the chair and and that all is starting to come together now and it's looking really good. Uh, also, we had the all the holographic work finish, finished off, so that's looking spectacular, and it's a really nice focal point for the whole set. Um, so going forward, the main areas I'm kind of focusing on at the moment is I want to get the songs and sound effects really, really pushing along now, because as we approach animation, we're going to need those things in place. Uh, so that's kind of top priority. Then uh, character rigs. That's something I'm going to be putting a fair bit of time into myself just to make sure that uh, those things are as solid as possible. It takes a little bit of testing, you see. Uh, One person might be working on the rigging and then it helps to have another perspective to kind of push everything and move it around and spot things that the other person didn't see. And so there's a bit of a backwards and forwards and that's been going on for a little while. But um, I've decided to sort of spend a a bit more time in that area to ensure that we uh, hit animation fairly soon. After that, we'll be looking at all the elements that basically create the final image so that we can get ready for the first test shots so that's lighting and effects and compositing and we've got several people working on different things in those areas one quick addition actually is that uh, we may in future podcasts uh, have a go at reading out people's letters and things uh, because we've had some interesting letters about um, how the projects inspired them to work on their own materials or to uh, get involved in these sorts of things so um, and it's really really makes for fantastic inspiration for me and uh, the rest of the team and I'd like to share it with everyone so if there are other people that are interested in just writing in um, if you're perhaps you're just watching the progress of the project and you're not actually trying to get involved in a team member or something like that then please do write in and um, the most interesting ones we will read out anyway thank you very much for listening to the podcast I hope you enjoyed it all and uh, look forward to catching you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Angels and Dating podcast. If you would like to learn more about Devil's Angels and Dating or would like to become involved in the project, please visit the website at devilsangelsanddating.com. Until next time. Agents and